Hi there, and welcome back to episode four of the Post-Match Pint podcast. We're a month down the line since we started, and we finally have someone who wants to partner us on this week's episode. So, without further ado, a massive shout out to Sam at Football Shirts 101. Myself and Sam have been in contact recently to discuss the first ever upload to the Post-Match Pint YouTube channel. I had this idea of unboxing football shirts to discuss the era with the lads, but unfortunately, due to work commitments and other issues, we've been unable to record that episode. But I have to say a massive credit to Sam. He was more than happy for us to just go ahead as normal and record the episode anyway. Myself and Sam are still in constant contact, so keep your eyes peeled for a few weeks' time when we finally do a shirt unboxing on the YouTube channel. If you are wanting football shirts of the new era or a timeless classic, Sam is your guy. So feel free to drop him a message on Instagram and that's at footballshirts101. Right then, on with episode four. Hello lads, how are we? Hello there. Evan, how Hello. are you? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good here. Well, Happy what a, we're finally here after a, after a tough week. Um, we are joined again by the same guest. I know Evan, you were supposed to be on, um, but we're joined again by the lovely George Paxton. God, I don't know why I'm looking. You can't live without no, me. Can't. We had some. We've had it's, some, ri- it's aligned in the stars. Yeah, we've had some issues with uh, work commitments and uh, COVID nineteen scares this week. So uh, these two are back joining us this week. Um, yeah, lads, we've we've got some good news. We're, uh, we've got our first semi-sponsor, let's say. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't claim to be an influencer of any kind, and I really don't want to be one of them ones that are laid on a beach in Dubai or something like that. <laughs> you, you, don't think that would suit you, to be fair. No, no, I've definitely not got the body for it. Um, but yeah, He always has his top on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, this week, Football Shirts 101, a uh, lovely lad called Sam, uh, who was in contact um, over the last few weeks. Um Doing, doing uh, football shirts, vintage football shirts. He sent me a box out, seven shirts. Kind of gave me one for free. Um, and I did promise Sam that we would be doing a recorded episode of this for uh, for YouTube. But like we said before, work commitments and um, COVID-19 issues have, have meant that we can't do that this week. So I have promised Sam that we'll buy another box off of him. Uh, we'll do a full recorded video and go into loads of details about how the vintage shirt came around and what era the shirt was in. Um, I did receive a lovely Juventus 2003-2004 shirt, away shirt, um, worn by the famous Pavel Nedved. So I, I, mm. I really, really did want to go into loads of detail about them, but just, uh, we'll save it for a, a better time when we can record it um, and get all of us information on it. But I do want to say again, a massive, massive thanks to uh, for Sam for sending them out at Football Shirts 101. Um, really, really fast delivery. Everything it was, it was great. It was fantastic. Um, I, I, I can't. If you wanted to get involved, uh, drop him a message on Instagram. Is great. It, it's at Football Shirts One Hundred and One. It is a great guy. We've been in contact loads over the past few days, and he's been really understanding about it all. So um, I was going to add here. Uh, very kind of of him to send you the third best Czech Republic player of all time behind Suchek and Sufal so uh, uh, yeah. that's very, very kind of him for that Juventus shirt. Yeah, yeah no we can't we can't uh, let's not go into that because Pavel Nedved uh, we don't want to we don't want to write him off do we come on 
<laughs> uh, let's go straight into it then. The fixtures from uh, from last weekend. Um, some notable ones for sure. Um, I'm going to shy away just really early from the West Ham game. Evan, we'll go. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back at a later later time. Um, I think a good place to start is the Manchester derby. Two um, 0 Manchester United. Bit of a shock, boys. What do you think? City got absolutely dominated, which is the last thing that you'd expect from that Manchester derby. Like, uh, I think it just started on an awful note. Like, Jesus with that tackle, like, what is he doing? What is he doing? I get that everyone, everyone grafts in that Man City team, but what's, what have you got your striker, who's your main focal point of attack, coming all, all the way back? And then, obviously, it was gifted to Bruno. Um which obviously he'll be delighted at. Still yeah. hasn't actually contributed to a to a game yet since <laughs> yeah. it's, since it's only a penalty. Um, but you know, you know, he's he's got a few years to at least get one goal or assist from it, open play. It was just a, a really odd game. one, wasn't it? Like, who, if anyone would have said, "Oh, Gabriel Jesus is going to track back and give away a penalty in <laughs> you know first minute," everyone would have been like, "Sure." I took the I took Bruno out of my fantasy football this week. So I thought he's not going to do anything. <laughs> first minute, first minute of the game, I was literally turning it on, and the like, next thing I see, Bruno's putting a penalty away. I thought, "For God's sake, just my luck is that." Yeah, I think the amount of penalties, man, you have got this season. I know. Uh... There was a bit of fuss the other day after one of the games that they played with Solskjaer and I think Luke, Luke Shaw saying something about the penalties, but yeah. they do get a yeah. lot of penalties. So to take Fernandes out of your fantasy team is never a good idea. Well, um, then De Bruyne turned up last night, so it won't too. But... <laughs> yeah, I think that was yeah. the point I was going to make about the game on, on Sunday, the Manchester derby, that I think Neville was saying it in commentary that De Bruyne just didn't get ticking at no. all in that game. And I think that kind of broke down a bit of Man City's play. He's been a bit um, slow coming back from injury, I think. Yeah, um, I think Man U kind of, looking back over the last few games, it was almost like they were saving themselves for that derby. Uh, yeah, the performance level was, was miles better than it has been. Um, yeah. And looking at the stats here, they were they didn't have as many shots as Man City, but they were a lot more clinical with what they did have. Yeah. George, what do you think of that? Then? Obviously, United, if this was... A few weeks earlier, before the Palace game for United, we were we were saying the other day, weren't we, Evan, that you'd be a bit pissed off if you were a United fan, especially with the results against Palace. Um, there's been a, a like a, a loss in between there. I can't remember who against and a few draws. You could argue now that with that win against City on Sunday, they could be in a title race still, and it'd be it's. I, I'd I'd say it's a bit downhearted for a for a United fan at the minute. I've seen that I was looking at the table last night and I saw that City just need to win five games now and they've won if they've won the title. Like yeah. Pep is Pep is giving away this illusion that City is still miles away and they've got like lots of graft and yes, like no no game is easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an there's an argument for City that they do have easy games because of just how amazing they've been over the last few months. Um but Nah, I think I think the title's already gone. Like the the interesting bit is going to be are Newcastle going down or not, and what's the top four going to be? Yeah. Um, but I think I think United really need to get a, a consistent run of form because I a lot of people have already alluded to it already that they are at risk of getting dragged into this top four battle. You see Leicester begin to slip up. Chelsea, Chelsea are looking good now. Mm. Um, I know I've said in the past that I don't really rate Tuchel, 
But Chelsea, Chelsea are looking strong, and obviously that their game at the weekend um, showed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the ti- the titles of cities, cities to lose now. Like it would it would be a massive shock if if they start like losing or or, or dropping any more points from now. I really can't see it happening. Yeah. Well, keeping on with Tuchel, we'll move on to the Chelsea game. I don't think there's much else to say about the Manchester United game other than. It's just been a blip for for Pep, a, f- uh, a freak result. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we said on the, the podcast just last week here, just to go on that bit quickly. Um, these winning runs do always come to an end for people. Yeah, so they do. Yeah, you're I'm right, not yeah. entirely surprised <clears throat> that, that oh, Chelsea are flying at the minute. Um, they haven't really played difficult opposition yet. Um, I think the biggest game comes on Saturday against Leeds United. <laughs> no, we can't say that. They've got they, they played Everton at the weekend and it was two 0 um, Everton have been getting good results against against a high performing team Everton's in the one league of them this teams. season. Everton's one of them teams though that one week they turn up, the next they don't. It's it's just one of it's it's a bit like how Burnley play, but they've way around. One week they they beating bloody Liverpool one 0 the next week, they're losing 4-0 at West Brom. There's no in-between. Um, but yeah, I, I think the result the result was good for Chelsea. They seem to defend really well. They're really good at defending at the minute. It's what Tuchel's brought in. Um, I, I, what, do you th- what do you think about Evan? Because, um, like I said, they look like a completely different transformed team under Tuchel. I understand that he's, he's a lot more experienced than Lampard was. Um, Lampard made um, mistakes, if you will, um, that that led to him losing his job in the end, um, as particularly with setup and preparation for games. Mm. Um, what do you think they'll do under under Tuchel? Do you think they, they they can push on and win titles next year? Well, I don't see any reason why not. Really, when he's when he's had a bit of chance to shape the squad as well. I'm I'm just looking at the form table here over the last six games and. They're a point behind Man City in in the form table, so yeah. the change around since he has come in has has been. Have they, they haven't lost a game. Yet, have I don't they? know. I'm not sure, but no, I think they're still it, they're still unbeaten even even in Europe as well. Have they, yeah, have they drawn any games? Yeah. Um, a couple of draws, I think. Yeah, right. I can't remember. Yeah. I've, I've got to admit, I haven't seen much of Chelsea recently. Um, obviously, I'll be I'll be tuning in and in, interested for the Leeds game on Saturday. But when I did watch them at Anfield the other night, they just seemed to be a lot more tactically wise with sort of analysing the opposition they had on that night, Liverpool, and, and just thinking, if we just hit this ball over the top, then Burner's going to get in behind. And uh, I think, from what I have seen, Tuchel does seem to be playing to Burner's strength a bit more. So, I think it is looking better for Chelsea, definitely. It does look like, it does look as though Tuchel's preparation for a game is similar to one of Pep Guardiola and Klopp's, that he spends an, Im- an immense amount of detail on his opponents, especially how they set up. Um, and you will see, if, obviously, if you watch, watch really carefully throughout the game, um, the team changes shape in the ways that the opponent attacks. Yeah. I know that sounds pretty bog standard and straight, but you, you see that the, then the opponent's changing how they play completely. They'll go down the middle more, they'll drive through the middle. And Chelsea adapt to that really quickly and go narrow, or they'll go down the wing. And the, it, it's it sounds simple, but it's not, especially when you understand how much preparation should be going into a game. Um, George, what do you think? What do you think of Tuchel? Because I know you were saying a couple of weeks ago that he wasn't his biggest fan, especially before he came to England. 
Um, that for me at the minute, there's no reason to think that he can't go on and win massive amount of trophies with Chelsea. Yeah, um, week by week, my, my opinion of him is starting to change a bit. It's interesting what you said about how they change tactics because it seems like it's very similar to uh, what Southampton were doing. So yeah. um, apparently through a game, Southampton will change their tactics three times. So they'll play three different formations in a game. Um, but yeah, like they've they just look they just look so much more solid, and I think it's it's credit to that three four three formation. I think you see a lot of managers are now beginning to it's like the what the four two three one or the four one two one two used to be in the league. Like it's it's becoming a really fail, favorable um formation uh, for yeah. a lot of teams. I remember even even we were playing it last year and it just it just helps to solidify that the entire team defensively and I think Chelsea have the you won't you won't find more ideal wing backs as well with Reese mm-hmm. James on the right and then Alonso on the left because um, obviously it takes away more of their defensive responsibility and allows them to get up the pitch more. So yeah, yeah it's working well for them, and then obviously we'll see how it how it plays out over time and obviously the group recruitment they do in the summer if they need to. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think um, give it give it another season or so to blend in with the players as well. Um, I think they could be. Be title contenders next year at least. Um, when one won one trophy, um, from one um amazing manager to another now, Sean Dash, <laughs> um, and and Burnley won, Arsenal won. George, I'll let you uh, I'll let you go with this one. Var again, isn't it? Var again, but good yeah, old yeah. good old Var. Um, the technology which protects nineteen teams in the league. Um, other than us, which has yeah. shown more and more. And Leeds United, yeah, yeah, that. No, like, like we we had the chances to win that game, and I don't want to. I don't want to say that. Oh yeah, because of VAR, we didn't win that game. Like Aubameyang had another good chance, but he messed his feet up. Saka was able to engineer a chance out of nothing. Like it was, it was typical of our season where we dominate a game. We get plenty of chances. We don't take our chances. We then go through a period where we get dominated by the other team. We can see the sloppy goal, a bit of just not being not being organised, not necessarily being switched on, which is obviously epitomises Granite Jacket's career at Arsenal. Um, even though I think Leno is to blame a little bit for that as well. I don't get why he didn't just hit the ball long. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't like. Everything that went on in that game doesn't really come as a shock, even though obviously that Pepe chance, like that, should have been a penalty. Like, fair enough, the second chance, VAR did did what it needed to. It did hit did hit his shoulder, not a penalty. But I'm just amazed at that first first chance, really. And that just it's all, classic. All... It's classic Arsenal, really, isn't it? You mm. know, you go you go one nil up and you look solid. And then in the third, should have been three 0 up at half time. It should have been three 0 Yeah, it was just before it was just before half time, wasn't it? When when the when the it was just a freak of a goal. I don't understand why. What what has even happened there? Surely when they've gone in at half, he's just not they've, they've... he's just not aware of the space. Like he's 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 dropped into the defence to receive the ball with the intention to turn it around. He looks over his shoulder to see that there's three Burnley players all right next to him. Obviously, yeah. his only out ball is to either wing, so he tries to just cut it across. Yeah, it's just just him, him not thinking, not concentrating, not anticipating what he's actually going to do next. 
Yeah, Ev, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to ask George. I'm just looking at the table, obviously, Arsenal in 10th. Um, <laughs> what, what is, <laughs> not saying that as a dig or whatever, but um, we are up in fifth, I will add. Um, but 10th Arsenal, I mean, what, what is a good season from here? Like, as an Arsenal fan, you sit there in 10th. Arsenal realistically shouldn't be 10th. So, what do you hope from the rest of the season? What makes it a more positive season? I mean, I said literally on one of one of the first podcasts here that this this season was going to end up being a write off. Now, anyway, um, I think there's lots of positives to bring from this season. Uh, defensively, we've we've still managed to be relatively strong. It's just the problem has always been in transitions, and yeah. Arteta alluded to that when he first came in. Um, obviously, you've seen the emerge proper emergence of Saka, um, Smith Rowe. Um, like, there's plenty of positives, but I think it's it's just about if we can get ourselves into Europa League positions, maybe like sixth or seventh, which I think is still possible, um, and then just see what happens in the Europa League. Really, um, yeah. we'll how many seasons? There. How many seasons though? Now, this is Arteta's second season, right? Um, his first full seasons? one. How many more seasons as an Arsenal fan can you turn around and say, just give this manager a bit of time to get out the dead wood? Well, there's, there's lots, the there's lots of talking, position. obviously, about transfers at the minute. Yeah. You've got no pull in transfers. There's You've lots, got as much pull as Leeds United have. There's lots of um, talk about transfers at the minute. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there's no name for Arsenal. You don't, there's no, there's, there's you no name. There's no name. You've got as much pull as Leeds United have in terms of transfers and pulling players to your club. You doesn't look like you're going to get Europe, same as Leeds United. You've not nowhere near a title. You've not won a trophy, a, a, a proper trophy. I know you like to count Community Shield or whatever it's called. <laughs> trophy to trophy. Um, you right. right. You can right. so, count so, Community so, so, Shield. So you're, almost, so you're almost forgetting that we've got Thomas Party and then we've got Erdegaard. Because because the promise will have been given that you would have got Europe this year. Gabriel. I can guarantee it. Well, Gabriel, was, Gabriel was wanted by Napoli and United and he still came to us. And United, if, United and, offered more money in the transfer and they offered more money to Gabriel and we yeah. and he still decided to come here. The amount of players... For, for what reason? The, because he believes in the manager. I'd rather... I'd way, way rather play under Arteta than I would under Oli. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's for on. sure. Ev, what do you think? Yeah, you, you can be devil's advocate here. Um, I think Arsenal still have a pull. Uh, I mean, as much as Leeds. If you, if you bring it into the Leeds debate, they don't have a manager who sits on a bucket, so I think that's probably a big difference. Yeah, exactly. A certain, Get me a, a certain godly sponsored. Godly, that's a, that's a big, that's manager. a big tick for a washed-out Spanish players. <laughs> if their manager yeah. sits on a bucket, yeah, I'll have it. Pablo Hernandez has been great yeah. for years. I was on about Rodrigo, mate. <laughs> Oh yeah, I that one we've got. I think I think Arsenal still obviously have a big pull factor. I mean, they're still a huge club, but I think we'll still get our in summer. We'll yeah, still get yeah. our. There's there's a lot of names. I was just going to touch on that game from a Burnley point of view as well because <laughs> I think we need to be more fair to the clubs that might not have as many fans as well. But I think a point a point for Burnley there is quite good because same games played as Fulham, it just nudges them um, four points ahead when obviously the defeat would have been three points ahead, but. Um, they've got a worse goal difference as well so I think for Burnley that could be quite a useful point Burnley should be safe yeah I think Burnley should be safe I think West Brom need a miracle now to stay yep. up 
Burnley should be safe. I think it's between Newcastle and Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Spreadsheets will be good, but, but I think it's between Newcastle and Brighton. <laughs> Newcastle just, Brighton for everyone, yeah. just, just for everyone listening, Spreadsheets is uh, one of the lads that we're friends with in the fantasy football <laughs> chat called, called Lolly. Um, <laughs> he's got a spreadsheet for absolutely everything to do with fantasy football and currently sits like seventh. In the yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still fifth. He was, um, this, this week was comical because he was celebrating only falling another 11 points even further. <laughs> But, you know, that's, that's considered a good week for him. Yeah, go on, Evan. Oh, I'm just going to add on the, the fantasy. I actually forgot to change my team this week, which I'm sure everyone listening at some point has forgotten that when they're one, one minute past that deadline. I think, oh, God, I've missed it. But I do that's say Harry Kane has absolutely bailed me out with the captain yeah. for this that, week. That feeling of uh, not changing your teams up there with Pep Roulette. Gundogan and I think we need a we need a fantasy football special key where we just discuss we, all the rubbish that happens. Yeah, yeah. But then let's move on now. Um, oh, yeah, go on then. Let's talk about it. West Ham two Leeds nil. Uh, Better team that, one. Five country come, mile. Come off it. Ugh. Come off it. Leeds Leeds disallowed a goal that wasn't offside in a million years. This VAR conspiracy thing that keeps going on with Leeds United needs to stop. Something tells me that Ken Bates is at the top of VAR's decisions and he still hates us to this day. The camera angles aren't even straight. They're on an angle. So how can you draw a straight line to know whether he's offside or not? His knee is behind Cressfield's foot. So that's not offside. Mm. How many more decisions can keep happening like this that costs teams points? If if that was a West Brom or something like that, that couldn't decide their season. They that could decide them being in the championship next year. What about luckily? What about um, just touching on that here? What about Villa last season when the ball was clearly over Villa the last year? Exactly. <laughs> Kept him up. Exact, exactly. Exactly. You you touching on boundaries now. That the one against Leeds and West Ham, where Helder Costa was offside, but supposedly offside, can pass away because Leeds' season's pretty much done. We're not fighting for anything. We've we've got what we aimed for in the first season of staying up. West Ham have walked away with points that were important to them. No one loses really. But if that's a West Brom, a Newcastle, a Brighton. Fulham and, Newcastle last game of the season, what if a decision yeah, like that happens? That happens then it's it's gonna send keep, either or down. It cannot keep continuing to go on like this. And look, no one's going to listen to us three. We're just a podcast. We're just a few minutes talking about football. No one's going to listen to us three. But it's time now for people higher up in football to start saying, you're wrong in what you're doing. VAR's been brought in to better the game. We saw, was it the same game, Evan, where Jesse... No, it wasn't. It was the game before this one where Jesse Lingard scored and didn't even celebrate yeah. until VAR had stopped checking and then went I mean, it's a, What has football turned It's into? a funny one, isn't it? Because, I mean, I, I don't like seeing goals getting ruled out. I think that's the bottom line. We hear it on Sky all the time. Like, I want to see as many goals as possible, but, I mean, that Helder Costa one on Monday, technically it's the right decision, but do we care that much if his kneecaps offside? I, I don't care, to be honest. Um, it's not the... That's not the right decision. You can score with your well, I mean, I heard Vengus, Vengus said the other day, didn't he, about um, if if the part of the part of the body which the ball goes in from is onside, then it should be onside or something like that. Which might not be the worst thing to do, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. in terms of the game itself, it, it could have changed the whole 
complexity of the game. If if Leeds went up first, then you never know; it could have been different. But I think that was... first, the first ten minutes for us, yeah. we were on top. We dominated. We dominated. You looks like a Sheffield United. <laughs> um, I think with West Ham this year, I think we've learned to win ugly. Where no, yeah, we... I agree with you, and I think I don't think it helped that our naiveness to Premier League games that's still continuing on and it's going to continue on for the next few seasons yeah. I think if that's if that's a, a Chelsea defender or a Liverpool defender or even like a Villa or Wolves defender that's been in the league a few years now Luke Ehrlich shouldn't be making no. that tackle they should just let him go but again you d- in the heat of the moment of, of a match you can't you can't blame yeah. him for putting a leg out. I Luke thought he's been one of your he's been one of your best players this season. So I think Absolutely. I think you've got to like take it with a pinch of salt that um, like yes he's made a mistake and he's cost you a game, but mm-hmm. he's probably even though he's not like necessarily scored or assisted um, for you to win a game, you've yeah. also got to remember that he's he's been huge for you. Like he can play like so many different positions. Like most most of the Leeds players can, but yeah, he's just he's just pivotal to you. So come yeah. a bit. I, like if Leeds fans are giving him shit, I think they need to just remember that. No, I don't think, anyone, I don't think anyone were giving anyone shit. I don't think anyone were giving anyone shit from that game. I think um, it was just one of those. We just could not put the ball in the net. I think if we'd have had another 13, 14 chances, we still wouldn't have scored. Um, I don't think West Ham played particularly brilliant. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think. It's not the best I've seen as all season. I think Declan Rice said that after as well. But I think in terms of the game itself, Leeds did look like the more dominant side second half. But I think with them chances missed, you've got to remember West Ham hit the bar with four nows, hit the post with Dawson. So I think there's a couple either way that, that could have gone in. But I think it was an entertaining game. I think uh, you know, draw may have been a fair result if them chances had gone in. But overall, uh, decent performance, I'd say, from a West Ham point of view. Brilliant for yeah, fantasy when you've got Cresswell and Lingard in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got penalty missed Lingard, hasn't he? So he probably put a few points. I didn't want Lingard to take it. I wanted Rice to have it because I knew that uh, Rice would have scored it and then obviously Lingard would have got the yeah. assist. So yeah. it would have been happy days yeah. all round. But, yeah. you know, if we move. The Leeds United duck continues in London, which is annoying. <laughs> um, it'll be four seasons' time before we win there. Yeah. Well. To be fair, we've got we've got Fulham coming up, so you know, yeah, we've well, Fulham on form. You got to remember, yeah, Fulham are, Fulham are good. Fulham are good. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about Fulham actually, because uh, they uh, they got one 0 win at Anfield, which is well you'd expected. Say out the ordinary, mm. you'd say out the ordinary, but it's, it's not really, is it? I, I, I watched I watched the game. Um, Fulham played really well. Um, they got to the second half and they just did what what any team would do in that situation. They just sat back and defended really, really well. Soaked up the pressure. Um, Liverpool started looking like the Liverpool of old. Um, well, and new after after last night's result in Champions League. They looked really good in that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, one of them things again, I think we have to, with this, we have to include the Champions League game from last night. It's starting to look like Liverpool starting to turn a bit of a corner now. Um, if Klopp doesn't take from last night that Fabinho needs to play in centre mid, I'd, 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 you can't defend him any further. It's, it um, just it just further iterates what we've said for weeks, which is that I think it's going to be better if Liverpool just play a worse calibre of centre half actually at centre half, which gives mm-hmm. Henderson and Fabinho 
the chance to be playing in midfield because Liverpool have won games because of Fabinho and like when when they were scintillating last year, that Van Van Dijk wouldn't break a sweat because it, because yeah. he wouldn't have to move. Like there was there was pretty much nothing for him to do apart from mop up like a few like long balls. Because you've got yeah. Henderson, because you had Henderson and you had Fabinho in that midfield, which would dominate the game. So like teams could never get out of their own like defensive half because of it. And obviously, Michael Owen, Michael Owen made a really good point last night of saying Shock. Liverpool had <laughs> Liverpool have were like five or six world class def- uh, midfielders that weren't injured. So it'd be stupid for Klopp not to play them because they probably would suffer from a result, a bad result anyway. Um, I, I still don't think that defends him playing Fabinho and Henderson at centre back. That just it, just it just doesn't make sense to me. You clearly you want to win a game, you need to score goals, not defend goals. Um, Such a Leeds United mentality. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's what well well it's what Bielsa taught. <laughs> it's changed times. Yeah, um, I mean, I was going to say from from Fulham. I think we've got to be fair to them. They've they've picked up massively and done great, times, and I think. Like of all them teams at the bottom, I did say a few weeks back. I can't remember. It might have been the first time they played Liverpool. I think they got a draw, but um, I th- I looked at them then. I thought they've got something about them, Fulham, and they had a bit of style, a bit of fight under Parker. I think they've done really well, and uh, I think they've got identity. Yeah, which yeah is nice. they have. And I, you look at Brighton; they were kind of sliding a little bit this stage, and Fulham have momentum. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Fulham claw themselves out of that bottom three soon. Um, so I think Fulham won't get ready. Won't they, they won't get relegated. Them, yeah. It's one of them, from a neutral's point of view, do you really want Fulham to be in Premier League compared to a Newcastle or something like that? I don't that? mind Not Fulham. Really. You think, like, Fulham's a historic club. Cup. Yeah, you wait for Cup when they had Dempsey beating UV. They've got a bit about them, Fulham. I'd rather have Fulham than Brighton. No offence to Brighton fans, <laughs> okay. but, I mean... I'd, ra- I'd, ra- I'd rather yeah. Fulham than Brighton, but would you prefer Newcastle? Look, you, want, you want big clubs in the Prem, though. Your Newcastle, yeah, they should be there. Uh, Fulham, I'd, I'd say they have got a bit of Prem history. I mean, from the Championship, I'd, I'd love to see a Forest sorry, uh, Forest promotion at some point, but obviously they're not going to this season. But How... There is a few teams, but you can't really be unfair to the teams that have got there. Who's, um, who's looking at getting promoted from Championship as you're probably aware I'm not even going to say this season because Leeds post-match Championship podcast there's another one uh, yeah we're not delving any further into yeah, Championship well, this, so don't, I mean, don't get your hopes up I don't think our catchment <clears> area is quite Norwich or Watford right now but Norwich and Watford are top two which from a, a Prem football fan point of view that is boring as shit isn't it? let's be boring. honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think many people want to see Norwich and Watford apart from Norwich and Watford <laughs> Where's where's like your Lee Bowyers and stuff like that? They need to be getting up there as yeah. I mean, manager. there's interesting playoffs. I mean, you have got like Brentford. I think they'd be looking at coming up for the entertaining side. Reading a bit boring again. Barnsley. I wouldn't mind a Barnsley promotion. Bit of Yorkshire action, but oh, but yeah, God. side no championship. I mean, no offense to any of them fans out there, but I think you know if your team's a bit boring, don't you? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> championship now. Leeds United out in it, so it's a small yeah. league. I mean. Like I said, Fulham, I think they've got a good fighting chance. I think it's all about momentum at this stage. Who has got that momentum? So I think it is with them. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, Sunday's game against Tottenham and Palace, 4 1 to Tottenham. Tottenham are flying, aren't they? Yeah. They've, 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 had, they've, had one game, they've had one good game back. Like they've, they've had dreadful performances recently. That, he's an Arsenal <laughs> I was going to say. I that. think they're yeah. playing Arsenal soon, um, aren't they? 
next week. I think it's this it? weekend. Uh, it's next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know with Spurs. They're just that's going to be a, a Spurs smash, smash yeah, and grab in it. Mourinho, good classic game, Mourinho good action. Game. Mm. But anyway, the, 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 say, the, what... this game. Who was it? Palace this week. Palace, yeah, four one. It's a good thing Palace were good early in the season, otherwise they'd they'd be in real yeah, trouble. Like, they've, been, they've been bad most of twenty twenty one. Like yeah. they can't. <laughs> I is Zaha still out? Is he still injured? He was on the bench the other day. They, they struggle yeah. without Zaha, yeah. don't they? I think they just seem it's to lose Zaha and Eze. Zaha and Eze, and that's it. Like yeah. I don't know yeah. how the hell they won that game against Brighton. But then again, <laughs> yeah. Brighton, Brighton clearly can't hit a barn door, but. Yeah, like that. The Palace, Palace is down with it. I think it's similar to Liverpool, where they they just want the season to end now. Yeah, like the the. the it looks like it, it looks like that's the case for a load of a load of fans at the minute. I mean, it's interesting looking at that uh, bottom half. I mean, you look at Palace on thirty four and sort of Fulham on twenty six, eight point gap. You'd, you'd think that'd be enough, but I think Palace have been so un uninspiring to watch this season. I do wonder if it'll be Roy's last year if he's gonna going to step down at all but he, yeah. know, he seems to have taken them as far as possible really Palace. they're in need of a massive yeah, change but from the Spurs point of view it, Bale and Kane that's what fans will have been wanting really isn't it? and that's what we a lot of us expected so looking good for them yeah uh, let's move on then to last night's result uh, my fantasy football saviour 5-2 five, five to City Against Southampton. Not really surprised. Phil Ford, Phil Ford, Phil Ford got three assists that I looked at this morning. I was like, when the hell did that happen? And he didn't get any bonus points. I don't understand that. I think fantasy football, yeah. sort yourself out. How, how he didn't get a bonus point, I don't I did not. Well, Maris um, and um, De Bruyne both scored twice. So, obviously, obviously yeah. you get more more for a goal as a midfielder than you do for an assist. Maris is, uh, Maris is flying at the minute. He's, he's starting to look like, well... Again, Pet Roulette. It'll be out next week. Shoot me in. It could shoot me in the foot here, but it looks like he's going to start being a guaranteed starter alongside De Bruyne and Diaz and Edison. It it looks that way. I don't he's know if he's it will, been but... like that for a few weeks. He's getting he's getting quite a few goals at the minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like I said. Well, I said last night in that in the chat. I don't think I've ever seen him miss <laughs> everything. Everything he does is just score. I think since the start of Feb, he's got more goals than Werner all season. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Then has got like five, so. Yeah. Well, I've got a guaranteed starter in that City team. I don't think that's a term you can use, is it? But yeah. uh, as you can say yeah. about Phil Ford, I mean, I know we, we may have had quite a heated debate in one of our WhatsApp chats the other day here about that England place and, and who's going to be starting in that midfield for England soon. It might be a touching point that we talk about later on, but Ford and such a good case for it. Mason Mount's been doing well as well, but. Um, yeah, but the, well, the difference with Foden is that Foden can Foden can do something absolutely sensational, whereas Mount can't. Mount Mount's a good player; like he's he's got a he's got a good good shot in him. Um, like he's playing pretty well at the minute. But in terms of comparing him to Foden, Foden Foden's miles ahead. Um, I'd even put Foden at the minute ahead of Madison. Yeah, because I'd I'd rather put yeah. Grealish over Madison, and then I'd. I think Grealish is a guarantee. Yeah, like they're they're players who can literally win you a game almost by themselves, yeah. or be like be Ford, the best player out there. Yeah, Foden seems like one of them players that is gonna do something within the game, be it an assist, be it a goal, be it leading to an assist or a goal. Um, I think Grealish. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What you're saying is that it has it has that 
something special about him over yeah. Mount. Mount Mount can diversify into multiple different positions. Though he's not just an attacking midfielder; he's it can be a holding midfielder that's a little bit more attacking. If you've got a deep lying one, if yeah. that makes sense, like your Jordan Henderson or something like that. Um, Foden can't yeah. do that. Foden's a I agree. Mount's a bit more all round, isn't he? I think the they all seem to be on quite good form at the minute. Obviously, Madison and Grealish out, but it's going to be interesting to see where we start the Euros. But I think Southampton. From what I heard last night, I, I was listening to a bit of the game, and apparently their performance was a lot better. So, yeah, they played all right. Yeah, they played. They played well. They kept. They kept. I, I think as soon as that first goal went in against um, City, they kind of like relaxed and thought, "Oh, we can score a yeah. few more here." Chai Adams could have had a few yeah. himself. Um, he had he had one ruled offside, which was an excellent yeah. finish. Um, it could it could have been. Five four, that yeah. game. Well, I'd be interested to see Southampton have got up next. See if form. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on then to the upcoming fixture of the weekend. We'll start with the big boy. Um, no. Newcastle versus Aston <laughs> 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 You were going down that route. Especially no, well happy. No, 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 no. Uh, especially he's going to be happy. Yeah, Ollie, if you are listening, you can be. <laughs> oh, to, oh, tomorrow. Um, yeah. That's going to be a difficult... I think that's going to be a difficult game. Villa have been a bit crap recently, to say the least. They don't look good they're, going forward and they don't struggling. look good going backwards. They're struggling to break teams down. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not hard to break a Newcastle team down, but... Um, they break, them, they break themselves any... down. So. <laughs> yeah. That could be anything between 3-0 Villa or 0-0. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That it's. Although, I, I have to admit, Newcastle didn't look... Awful the other day. They looked average. West, West okay. Average, which okay. is which is good yeah. for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but again, like we say, they were playing yeah. West Brom, so I you know take from that as you will. Um, yeah. yeah. It's going to be. It's, it's well, really. I'm just looking at the team. Have a look at fancy football. Yeah. You'll find out. <laughs> that Danish guy on Twitter, Yeah. 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 Um, we need to get on the yeah, get him on, get him on. <laughs> I would say on Sky Sports, it does say uh, Dean Smith has said Jack Grealish could be back. So I think that. Yeah, but he said that know, for like two If weeks. he is back, I'd, I'd probably go like a 2 1 Villa win here, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think that's all we can say about that game. Let's just wait to see what it's <laughs> like. Grealish, like. one man team, maybe. Oh, uh, my yeah, Villa fans that. yeah let, let's move. Yeah, let's move on to Saturday's game. Um, 12.30 kickoff, which I don't like. Uh, Leeds versus Chelsea. Marcus Tembe, if you are listening, another lad that will be jumping on the podcast in a few weeks' time. Um, they'll, he'll be wanting us to want me to be quiet all weekend if it, we win. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this one. The last time we played them, obviously they were under Lampard. They're a completely different team. Uh, we were in it for a large amount of the game. I think we went one up in that game. I think Bamford scored yeah. first. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, and same, same. We, we dominated large parts of the game, and then they just showed their quality over it. Um, I hope it's a slip up. I hope it's Tuchel's first loss. It'd be lovely that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm struggling on this one. I think I think they'll just they'll just pip us. Um, Ev, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to say a bit of my catchphrase that's coming on the podcast now. That all streaks come to an end, and I think with Chelsea, the yeah, the do. run they've been on, if you know, Leeds on the day can kind of beat anyone. You saw how Leeds played against Man City at the start of the season, gave him a really good game. So I'd be 
I'd pushed corner winner. I don't know. You might lean towards Chelsea, but I think Leeds on the day could could produce an upset. But we'll just have to see. Calvin, Calvin, second yeah, we'll have to see which well. Leeds United turns up. But Chelsea have been looking really good, so I'd probably slightly lean towards them. But you never know. George, I think it's either going to be like a three 0 lead or a four four three Chelsea. Like it's, I think it's yeah. going to be like classic. I, I, goals, I think it's it? going to be like classic leads. Um, obviously, as we've already spoken about, like Tuchel does his homework. Um, yep. I think that Leeds is one of them teams where he's going to make an, he's going to make a tweak to that three four three. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, they'll have the paciest front three. Um, I think that means that Hudson Odoi will start over Alonso. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a front three of Werner, Pulisic, and Ziyech, just because it's fairly, fairly pacey and they can, they can. Do you not think Havertz will play after the other day? I think I think Havertz is a one where they're they're slowly trying to like bleed him back into form. He's, he, he, uh, was, he was he suffered really bad from he COVID. He was great, by the way. That's, in yeah, in yeah, he suffered really really bad from COVID, long COVID symptoms, really really so bad. Apparently, I was bored the other night, so I had nothing nothing better to do. Saw Chelsea was on. I was like, yeah, I'll I'll watch him for a bit. Havertz was great. Like he was he he, he, was, yeah, he was by a country mile Chelsea's best player on the pitch. Like that's that's yeah. that's the signing that you obviously anyone anybody who knows me and Kieran knows that we were. Like the highlight of our weeks in lockdown 1.0 was Bundesliga football. Um, <laughs> mine, yeah. mine has historically always been. I've really enjoyed watching Dortmund or Leverkusen. Leverkusen just became a became a regular with him, obviously linking up with Bailey and all that. Like that, that was him turning back to his by Leverkusen form. Um, but yeah, yeah um, I don't know if it's because he has struggled with the physicality and the intensity of the league. So to me, that wouldn't really make too much sense to put him in against Leeds. But you never, you never know. Like yeah. um, he might, because I think he was meant to be playing like left. He was, he ended up playing like behind the striker, but on obviously the team sheet, it looked like he was playing like on the wing. Um, but yeah, like mm. it's, I think it, I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think that's like you said there, where it looks different on the team sheet. That's what Tuchel does. He transforms yeah. during the game. Um, where where players he's a, play. he's a perfect number other... nine as well. Like if you can if you can if you can yeah, get absolutely. him playing like to his potential, then there's not many players better in the, in world football. Him and Ver- him and Werner together. Um, we we mentioned a few weeks ago that I think them two are going to turn up in the in the Euros. If them two turn up in the Euros next year, is going to be it's going to it's going to be a scary team if they can get them two playing. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. Evan, anything uh, to add? I was going to say on Havertz, if, if one of your players struggled with long COVID effects, I wouldn't be putting him in against Leeds. I'd be puffing after 10. That <laughs> is to me on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Most players can't last 60 minutes, so he's definitely not going to be able to last any further. Um, let's move on then. Uh, let's go for. Oh, it is this weekend Arsenal versus Tottenham. Uh, London Dart. London uh, That's Derby. a good Super Sunday this week. I... Let's let's um, let's hype the game up. <laughs> yep. Be yep. Yeah. I mean, although although we have to we have to give credit to the to United Derby, we did we did say we're not hyping yeah, it up. Good. 
we're letting it live to its norm and it turned out to be good. So, you know, yeah. let's see I, how, I think let's see how the, that the curse goes. in these games, it's been when it's been top six teams, hasn't it, really, this year? So, uh, we're looking at, we're looking at yeah, seven three ten. There could be a mid-table uh, cracker here. <laughs> Arsenal, are you top half or bottom half at tables? You should know we're we're above you and you're bottom <laughs> half. So <laughs> maybe not after mm. Saturday, but um, after, like I said earlier on, I think this is going to be a Mourinho smash and grab. One, I fancy Arsenal. Yeah, but uh, I, I fancy us. Like we've we've yeah. been in the bigger games. Of course, you fancy us. <laughs> well, no, like, when when we first when we were playing them early in the season, I didn't fancy us at all. But I was. What result was that? I think it was was it two nil? Yeah, two, two or three. Spurs I remember obviously Son like right. open the scoring with Son scoring that absolute worldy oh, of a goal. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was just like, yeah, I remember. as I much remember. as you hate Tottenham, like what what can you do when Son picks one out from that far out as well? Yeah, yeah. We've we've been fairly good in in the games against the the bigger the bigger teams and the better performing teams in the league. So. Right. I am right. fairly confident about it. Um, we've, I know we've got Smith Rowe back fully fit. Party obviously played for 60, 70 minutes against Burnley. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I fancy, our, I fancy our chances. I reckon it'll be like, a, I think it could be like a 2 2 3 0 Arsenal, or it's going to be a 1 0, like you said, like smash and grab for Mourinho, because this, this game is designed for Mourinho. Like with with the way yeah. Arteta wants to play, he wants us like he wants us to be a naturally very attacking side. Um, we'll commit a lot of men forward. The fullbacks will push on a fair bit. Um, hopefully, we should have Tierney and uh, Cedric as well. Um, so it will play into Tottenham's hands. So it's just a case of hopefully party starts. And I think if he does, he'll 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 dominate that midfield like he has done for most of the games he's played when he has been fully fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Tottenham will go very defensive. I can just see Hurricane causing David Luiz a lot of issues. Yeah, I was going to add. I think sort of positive Vardy. Yeah. He has got it. He has got it. Yeah, got it yeah in him. He has got it yeah. in him. Yeah, I think yeah, it'll yeah. be a good game. I, I kind of agree with George that Arsenal have seemed to look better when I've seen them in the bigger games. They seem to up the game a little bit. So I think obviously with the Spurs, the big rivalry. Of, of course, I think Arsenal will be more up for it, and I think I don't know. I can't see. We've got we've got academy boys playing as well, so I yeah. know that they'll they'll be wanting to go for it because and they'll be they'll have been telling like some of the newer players and some of the players who don't fully grasp it. So yeah. I I imagine Party won't fully yeah. grasp it, obviously because of his behaviour in the last one. Pepe, I think he's starting to understand what it what the North London London derby is, but obviously if we've Erdegaard who's come in like. Smith Rowe and Saka will will be telling everybody and making sure they know how important this game is. Yeah. And I think Xhaka understands yeah. the importance of this game as well. Obviously, because he's been sent off in two games. Classic Xhaka. Yeah. But no, like, I th- I think <laughs> I'm quietly confident um, because you know what you know what Spurs are going to do really. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Two one. Two one Arsenal. That's a ball, but I think what I think one nil Tottenham. I just think it's just going to be a big smash and grab for uh, for yeah. Mourinho, like we just said. Um, Evan, uh, sorry, Evan, you've got West Ham against Man United at the weekend. Uh, what big, do you think of big that? Big game. I I think that's probably the biggest one of our season, to be honest, because 
Uh, I was listening to one of the West Ham podcasts the other day, and they're saying if we win at Old Trafford, it's a statement win at this point of the season with you know ten games left. If if we do manage to get a result there, then um, I think we're we're in a good position. We have got some harder games coming up at the minute, but um, we've done all right against Man U this season. The home game, I think we're a bit unlucky to lose three uh, one. Then we played them in the cup, and it went to extra time. So. I think the only downside yeah. for this game from a West Ham point of view, uh, we've got the confidence at the minute, but we haven't got Lingard and he has made a big difference. So not having Lingard there, I'm yeah. hoping for a draw at yeah. best because uh, I think yeah. he will be a big miss. This is a, this is a quite a big game for you. This is big a, game for both if you win this, yeah. it's, it's stem, it, it's, if you win this, it stems the full-on deploy attack for Champions League football. If you lose it, you can then start seeing West Ham going on a yeah. bit of a steady decline out of Europe. If and I'm not saying I'm not saying obviously if you lose this game, yeah. you, you've lost Europe, but you you have like you just said there, you have got. We have um, my main up. concern is the squad um, depth. I mean, we didn't we have only got one striker. So yeah. If Antonio does go uh, on Sunday, for example, we had Lingard playing like the false nine before. We just gonna have no attackers. So from a West Ham perspective, there's mm-hmm. a lot of competition for the European places and. Just the squad depth, you know, we might start struggling with tiredness. Or... Can Lingard play? No, he's I mean. in, ineligible. Yeah, ineligible for his loan, that's what I mean. He's, he's not there, so we might be struggling on that a little bit. But there is a lot of competition. But either way, it's, it's been a good season. I mean, it should be a good game. Um, yeah. George, anything to add on that? No, one? I think it'll be a close game, though. Um, I think, especially if you're not playing Lingard, you'll you'll... Pretty much shut up, shut, shut up, shop from the first minute. Um, yeah, I think I think you'll try to nick a goal at a set piece, and then you'll just defend from then on. Obviously, you're hoping that Susek can Susek can work his wonders. Um, I think Antonio will be a handful. I mean, he is a handful anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if he if see if Oli plays Lindelof or Bailly. Yeah. I think if he plays Lindelof, you've 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 got a chance. Um, but your your wingers haven't been that bad. Like you've got Ben Rama, you've got Bowen. Um, I can't remember who the others are, but they're, they're on on their day they can they can be decent players. Plus, I think this gives Lanzini a good chance as well um, to really show that it isn't just meant to be all about Lingard. Like this is his chance to step up in a big game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah I think Pablo Fornals played quite well last week, so I think he'll definitely be in the starting lineup again. But. Might be Lanzini coming in. Bowie, Bowie might start. Yeah, so there's a few options really. But, um, but yeah, I mean, my hope is from from a Man U point of view that after the City game, that Man U might go back into their sleepwalking ways. They think, oh well, we've beat City now, get a bit overconfident. But, um, but I'm, I'm not too sure what Man U will turn up. To be honest, I think that seems to be the case most weeks, doesn't it? Yeah. Right then, let's uh, move on to fans' questions now. Um, there's no real other fixtures to talk about. Fulham have got City, which is just going to be a walkover by the looks of it. Um, so we'll just we'll go into fans' questions. Um, we've had a few this week, actually. It's been uh, been quite a good week for questions. We'll we'll stick on the the West Ham theme um, with David Myers this week uh, or last week, sorry, saying that Declan Rice is worth hundred million. Um, I, I can see it's been quite a lengthy debate, so I'll let Evan go first and see why. <laughs> Thinks David Moyes uh, has the rights to say that. I think David Moyes is trying to make he's trying to make his captain feel special there, which I don't blame him for. 
Declan Rice is a special player and I remember there's one game I watched him uh, when I went to Goodison Park we played Everton and uh, like Declan Rice just seemed to read the game better than anyone I've ever seen at West Ham and better, better than a lot of players I've seen yeah. at a lot of clubs he he's, might not be the most glamorous player but what what he does he is one of the best at it and just breaking that play up just spotting the danger getting a foot in there and, and getting the ball back and I mean he, he's special if, if we did lose him uh, I'd be absolutely gutted. A hundred million plus be a tough, tough one to to say he's worth that much. But in in terms of his value to West Ham, he's massive, and uh, I'm glad if other fans of other clubs don't rate him because that means hopefully he'll stay with us for longer. And he's important to us. So I don't really care what the people yeah. think on him. <laughs> George, what's your input on that? Yeah, he's incredibly well balanced, isn't he? Like with with everything. Um, I remember watching something from F2 freestylers ages ago and they were saying that Declan Rice is the best player they've ever had on their channel. They've they've had they've had Stevie G, they've had Lampard, like they've had all these um all these great players, but it's I think it speaks volumes that they say that Declan Rice is the best player that they've ever had. Um I think he's he's still obviously at the very start of his career. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of development. I think he's going to transform from like this typical CDM. Like, say, if he does move, I think he'll turn more into a centre mid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's different. It's difficult to say, but I think at the minute it'd be stupid to say he's worth 100 million. I think he's got the potential to be a 100 million pound player one day, especially in this transfer market. But um, I don't. I don't think he's there yet. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chip in there and say you're absolutely mental. Mm. There, there's there's abs- there's absolutely no chance Declan Rice is gonna be worth hundred million in any scenario ever. Um, especially if he still stays at West Ham. West Ham, you can't. West Ham have never. His value goes down about thirty million ever just ever by being at West Ham. <laughs> we and only got about twenty million, million higher. <laughs> God knows what our owners playing at selling them players. I can see. I can see the. I think, like you said, Evan, that he's trying to make his captain happy. That's perfectly fine. However, I'm a bit pissed off at Bielsa that Bielsa don't come out and says that <laughs> Calvin Phillips is worth 130 million. Um, it just, it, it just, it's just a stupid statement to make. If anything, it puts pressure on the player. He surely, he surely knows he's not worth 100 million. Uh, I see nothing but negativity from that. Um, um, I was just going to say about his value beyond the football pitch as well. I don't know if anyone saw his Monday night football interview, but he's a personality and he's got them leadership qualities at, at 20, 22. He don't get I know, paid. but he it, get like, it just adds to the package of him. You know, He's great on the pitch for us, but he's also got these qualities which I think are going to shine through when he gets older as well. So I think I hope, I hope we can... He's a, he's a Mark Noble 2.0 in here, isn't that? I think the, the... Yeah. No, I mean, oh, I, I hope he stays. I hope we can get some former Europe to make him stay for a couple of more years. At least, but... I, can't, yeah. I can't see him going you think, anywhere. Like, you think in terms of like market value or value to his club, I think two of us is worth, you know, over 70 million. Like, we're not going to let him go off anything less than that. So. 100 mil, it's, it's mm. unrealistic, but, you know, he's a good player and, and we value him, so... I'm more than happy for him to stay. Okay, let's move on to the next question now. Um, sent in by one of the viewers. 
Um, which centre backs do you think are starting for England in the Euros? Uh, George, I'll let you go first. Even though he is a walking fridge, Maguire's got to start. I, like I think it's I think it's very yeah. similar to the the conundrum we have with our goalkeeper. Where yes, it's not it's not the best. If you take the defender in isolation, or if you take the player in isolation, it's not the best option that we have in that position. But you've also got to think about the international experience they have. Like a lot of these players that uh, got us to the to the semi final of the World Cup. Like we ha- we have to remember yeah. they got they got us there, and obviously it was to do with the system they were playing and the, the group they were with. But they they have that experience at that elite level. They know they know what it takes. So for me, like Maguire's got to start. Um, I'd also say Keane is. Probably a good shout at the minute. Um, I yeah. do, I do quite rate him, um, but other than that, it's it's Maguire and somebody else. Like <laughs> Maguire, Maguire's the only one that's like nailed on for me. Well, it's yeah, like Maguire might be three centre backs, really. man. If you does three, but well, that's that's what I was just going to say. I think um, especially during these upcoming international breaks that no one <laughs> ever wants. Um, I think they, he will play a system that he's not going to play in the Euros and try and throw a lot of people off. I think up upcoming to the Euros, he'll play a completely different system and then change it in the Euros and go something completely different to throw people out and throw nations out. Um, for me, I think it needs to be Maguire 100%. Um, I think Walker's going to be in there at centre-back. For some reason, he likes Southgate likes playing Walker at centre-back. And John Stones, mm-hmm. I think John Stones turns up in club football when there's a competition coming up internationally. He did it last time for the World Cup, played crap for a few months before, started playing started playing excellent football and then he was in the Euro squad. I think that's just what John Stone does. He's got something to fight that's for. The, to do that's that. a perfect mix of um, I also, somebody who I can also think... play and then somebody who's a bit more physical as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, is 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 very very good at his feet. Whereas Maguire's good strength wise and in the air. Walker's good with his pace. I think he will probably play three at the back, given how many wing backs we have, um, and full backs we have. I I, I can't see it any other way where he'd play. Yeah, a back two, a back two. Um, well, I completely agree with Maguire think? and Stones. I think they're in there, aren't they? Uh, Stones has been the best, most informed English centre back this year, and I think we can say. I think it's probably fair to say. I mean, the third yeah. spot, if if it is Kyle Walker there again, then that's same as the World Cup, isn't it? I think. Then he started. Uh, but then Connor Cody could be a shout. I think Galfgate, yeah. uh, Southgate, Southgate, <laughs> <laughs> Galf- <laughs> Galf- <laughs> giving him a few uh, a few shots, aren't he? Um, yeah. Leader as well. good. He seems yeah, he I mean, seems a leader on the pitch. I'll, I'll as well. throw his name yeah. in the ring because he was on this podcast the other day that that I was listening to, and uh, Craig Dawson. I mean, I don't think he's I don't I don't think he's the oh, best God. sort of with the ball at his feet whatsoever. But as a solid defender, he's he's played for under twenty ones back early in his career. I mean, Charles. we may as well stick in. Can Mark we just no- remember that you know what? We'll stick in Mark Noble as well. We can, whilst we're we can at it. absolutely Brexit this England team. Let's get. Whoever up front, get big Andy Carroll in there as well. But on all, on all seriousness, Greg Dawson yeah. has been really good. But I, I will say, I don't think he's quite England level. But I don't know if Alfie will give him a chance. Uh, he's not making. Might the be a bit friendly though. He's you not making. Know, the but, um, Sorry. Yeah. Potentially. 
It's like the year that Ricky Lambert played, and he played two. Did he play two yeah. like warm ups or something like that? Scored two, and then just yeah. got, no, got yeah. nowhere. I don't know. Score. It's interesting in these internationals. I think at least just to see if he does pick and give a chance. I mean, I think Phillips will get another shot as well. I think he'll play just as a tester. But I'd, I'd like to see Southgate so. try a few people out in these upcoming games just to see. Yeah. Let's move on then to the next question. Uh, we're a year oh. on without fans in football grounds now. Um, uh, we're going to get a bit sentimental, a bit sad here, boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a year out with no fans in stadiums. Um, George, I'm going to go to you first. Put you out of <laughs> spot being a plastic fan and not being into a, not being to Emirates since 2000 or something like that. Um, what do you miss most about going to football games? Mainly just uh, the the awful players getting heckled, or like the fan, especially the fan rivalry and how much atmosphere it's it's adding to games. Like you can see, I think the VAR is being highlighted yeah. even more because fans aren't in the stadium. Um, I think it's it's put mm-hmm. an yeah. additional spotlight on on VAR, which obviously there needs to be because it's just been used terribly. Um, but yeah, like you, you can you can tell that like the the players are, just don't react as well. Like say to going to goal down because they don't they don't have that twelfth man there. Um, and I think it'll yeah. it'll shake up a lot of things when fans do eventually come back and hopefully in full force at the start of next season. Um, because I think players are now getting mm-hmm. used to having no fans in the stadiums. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how how the mental side of the game adapts again when fans do come back in. I'm gonna go pure emotions on my response. I miss going to the game with family, with friends, anything like that. It's, it's the day out, it's the social aspect of it. Um, that's what I miss the most. Yeah. I, I just I remember I went to a game on that that last weekend before everything shut down last year and. Just at the time, nobody thought it was going to just be this long. So it's just been a strange year, and I think with you know, watching from home is still enjoyable, and, and chatting through things on podcasts and things like that. But I'm just looking forward to getting back and, and having that post-match pint podcast pint, whatever it's called for real. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, an yeah. actual, an actual real think. physical pint. Yeah, uh, I have to, I have to agree with you on 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 some of them. Um, probably the thing I miss most is is being in the cop and singing <laughs> marching on together when it comes on. Um, that that first game back when that starts playing such, is going to be such uh, a mock response, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, such a such a Leeds United review. Um, but yeah, I agree. And just simple things as well with restrictions that we've got at the minute, like. Yeah. I've been able to go to pub for games. Even that when, when pubs open back up, you know, um, garden, a couple of months, we can hopefully get to watch a game or something towards the back end of the season, anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rose. We've got the year to forward to as well. Be good, won't it? We have to, oh, I have to do, say, like, fingers crossed, Boris Johnson don't shut things down again and yeah. <laughs> all that lot because we'll be back to square one like you know, we could be having <laughs> no, no listeners don't take our words for it we don't know what's going on <laughs> we've got no inside information yeah. we're, we're not no, we're not part no. of the government <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a good place to end lads I think uh, a nice short but sweet episode um I do. I do want to say again a massive thanks to uh, Football Shirts 101 for sending me them shirts and, and giving the podcast a bit of a sponsor 
um, it's nice to have that on. To see, we're we're getting a bit of a recognition yeah. from people, lads. So let's hope let's hope that it continues on, and we're we're, we're having that uh, pint like we were saying there, that yeah. post match pint. Yeah, you're doing uh, a doing so, a good job, Kia. Cheers, lads. I've enjoyed right. that. Thank you. Cheers, lads. See you later. Bye. Bye. So, that's it for episode four. Thanks again for joining us this week. As I said before, we are a month down the line since we started recording these episodes now. And near enough every single one, I've got a message from someone saying how much they're enjoying each and every episode. So that's fantastic to hear. Again, a massive shout out to Evan and George for jumping in at the very last minute. And again, a massive thank you to Sam at Football Shirts 101. I really can't wait to record that first ever YouTube video. So until next week, I hope the results are kind to you and we'll see you then.